beautiful friends. Welcome to the Arise to Life podcast, where we share real and raw conversations about our sometimes crazy, but always beautiful kind of lives. I'm Madison. Hey, it's Jill. It's me, Sarah. And hey, it's Ashlyn. And we are so excited that you're joining us today. Our desire is to encourage every girl in every season to arise to the abundant life that is waiting for her. Whether you're wrestling your toddlers or having a cup of coffee, we're here to come alongside of you and share the ups and downs of our faith, friendship, and everything in between. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 15. It is almost Christmas time, and if you know anything about me, you know that I absolutely love Christmas. It is my favorite holiday, and I put my, how long has my Christmas stuff been up for, guys? June. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, actually, how long has it been up, or how long would you have liked yeah, it? Yeah, okay, either. But Madison beat me this year, actually. All right, well. Madison was before how Halloween. How many Christmas trees do you have? A couple. I got a couple. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll not talk about that. <laughs> anyway, so we all really love Christmas, and we just wanted to talk about that today. I read a statistic that said that one in three adults think that Christmas is stressful, and it can be a really hard time of year for people. And so... As an icebreaker, as we go into today's episode, um, what is one of your favorite Christmas memories? Anybody got one? One of my favorite memories as a kid was every Christmas Eve, we would all sit around the tree or sit around whatever in our living room, and my dad would read the Christmas story every year. We would mm-hmm. read it out of Luke and just sit there before we did anything else. Like That was our focus, is we're going to read the Christmas story. And we do, our girls are little, but we do that with them and it is chaotic and they don't always sit down and listen, but we do that and we talk about how, I just told Eden the other day, we talk about how Christmas isn't about the gifts. And for kids, it's very like, oh, we want all the gifts. And so like, that's our focus too. And we do the same thing with them now as we sit around the tree or wherever and we read the Christmas story. That's cool. It's a good tradition. I think mine, um, one of my favorites, like I am one of 10 kids and so I'm one of the younger side. So I have two younger siblings and the rest of mine are older. And so when I was a kid, a lot of my siblings had already like left the house and they were in college or married or whatever. And I just remember Christmas being this time where I got to see all of my brothers and sisters. And I just loved that, like that looking forward to everyone being back in the house together again. And I remember specifically one Christmas, um, my sister, she picked me up from school and back then I'm going to age myself a little bit, but (laughs) we didn't have Walmart super centers in every single town. And so I lived in Houston, Missouri, and we just had a normal Walmart. And so like, it's not near as exciting as the Walmart super center that was in Mountain Grove, Missouri. (laughs) So my sister picked me up from school and I think it was like a half day. And she took me to the Walmart super center in Mountain Grove. And I got to pick out presents for my mom and my dad and my brother. And it was just so fun, like, going with her and spending that time with her and getting to shop. Can you imagine how stressed your mom and dad were on Christmas for 10 kids? Okay, let me tell you this. My parents, every single year, this was their tradition, they would not buy one single present until Christmas Eve. Oh my. And they went on Christmas Eve and spent the entire day shopping and bought 10 kids Christmas presents in one day. Wow. I can't even imagine. That's stressful just yeah. thinking about it. Yeah, for sure. That's about how I am, but it's only two kids, so. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite tradition that we have now with our boys is, we just started a couple years ago, but 
Um, one night close to Christmas, we'll um, put PJs on or the boys will and we'll pop popcorn and we'll stop and get a favorite drink. Dylan and I usually get coffee and the boys have something that they love and we drive around, um, listen to Christmas music and go to all the Christmas lights that we can find. Um, Lebanon didn't have, doesn't have a whole lot, but it does have a few and it's, it's super fun. The boys have a really good time. We just eat the popcorn and so we're excited to see what kind of lights that the Camdenton area has this year um, to keep our tradition going. That's yeah. fun. What's yours, Sarah? Well, my Christmas, my favorite Christmas memory probably changed about almost eight years ago when I had Nugget on Christmas Day. That's cool. So you're basically like Mary. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's not quite like Jesus. But, <laughs> um, no, but I think it was special. Like it changed Christmas for me, obviously, after yeah. having a kid on your on Christmas. And I remember, you hear this all the time, and I know all four of us can relate. But once you have a kid and you're sitting there holding the baby, and especially for me, it was like kind of a traumatic birth experience. And so you're sitting there holding him, and you're like. I understand God so much more now Mm -hmm. just looking at this little baby. And it's like just a small glimpse of how much he loves us. And so I think my interest and my love for the Lord changed on that Christmas day. That's that's awesome. So as we all share our Christmas memories, I can't help but notice that not one of them was about receiving a gift, like a store-bought gift that someone, like obviously Nugget is a gift to you. But <laughs> like the point is, you know, our memories aren't really usually tied to the presence that we get, yeah. uh, but more like the presence of other people in our lives and being with the people that we love. And so we just like, I feel like today we should just put perspective on Christmas again, because I think that there are people probably in their houses right now, their cars, wherever they're listening from that are stressed about Christmas and like, I don't know how I'm going to buy these gifts or I don't know how we're going to make it through this season or looking at an empty bank account or maybe they're divorced or suffering infertility or miscarriage or their first Christmas season without a loved one. And there's just so many hardships that face people. And just remember, it's just about being present and being there with the people that you love. It's not about going above and beyond and making everything perfect. And I like, we all like making things beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like we all love Christmas and we love setting up our tree and decorating, but like we also need to keep our focus on the right things, right? Yeah. This year when I was decorating, like everything I noticed, I got everything done and it looked very like, I don't know if aesthetic is the right word because I'm, it wasn't like beige and the brown and everything, but I'm looking at it and I'm like, this is not fun for my kids. Like, yeah. there's no color here. Like, what is happening? The sad beige. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was, like, green, but still, like, not, like, a bright Christmas mm-hmm. green. And I'm like, this is not fun for them. So, yeah. like, I got red ribbon, and I got, like, all this big, bright stuff, and they decorated their own Grinch tree because they're obsessed with the Grinch right now. And it does not look great, but they did it. And so, like, that... I don't know what made me think of it, but I'm just looking around and I'm like, this is not fun for my kids. Yeah. I said that to Cheyenne this year because aesthetically I would love the browns and the creams too, you know, but I'm like, I felt so guilty about even thinking about that because I'm like, Christmas is the reds and the greens and the color mm-hmm. and the fun and the, you know, all of that. And so aesthetically pleasing, it would look really good in my house to have the browns, but mine's all red and mismatched and got all different kinds of stuff, but the boys love it and they love to help decorate with that stuff, you know? And so it wouldn't take away from their Christmas, probably, but um, I think a lot of times we put too much stress on ourselves to try to be perfect and pleasing to 
what's popular when in reality like the same decorations that you've had for four years are fine your kids yeah. love them you love you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I'm the guilt I'm speaking to myself because like I these things are things that run through my mind too you know I mean I like, you didn't get the viral Home Depot Christmas tree I wanted it so bad I mean it is really so beautiful bad. I wanted the twinkle lights yeah but no I have the same tree that we've had Here's since a we've been married for everybody six dollar <laughs> String lights, the battery operated, that twinkle from Walmart. Put them around your tree. Madison you got a twinkle tree. I did do it. Six dollars. That's good. That's a good tip. Yeah. You know, you. speaking of that, my mom always, we always joked around with her because they usually get like a real tree and it's always like a Charlie Brown Christmas tree is what we say because mm-hmm. it's not ever, they go to like their woods and get it. They don't go to like, so it's always out of shape, but we always, and we always joke about it. But, like, it has all of our handmade ornaments from mm-hmm. when we were little and stuff. And I couldn't imagine if she, even at 36 years old, if she went and got a tree this year, like a real pretty one and decorated it pretty, I'd be like, what is this? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Get this out of here. Uh-huh. So, like, that, I think that, yeah. like, is cool, the memories and just realizing that. I was just listening to a sermon, Holly Furtick, from last year at Elevation. She was talking about, like, how we go out. Like, a lot of families, she said she didn't do this. And, I mean, I don't think any of us went and cut down a Christmas tree this year, did we? (laughs) But people will go and they'll they'll cut a Christmas tree down. And they'll bring the top of the tree home and put it up and decorate it and make it super beautiful. But in reality, that part of the tree is dead, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're decorating it and we can make it look really pretty. But that's not what Christmas is all about. And she read from Isaiah 11, one to two, and it was Isaiah prophesying the coming of the Messiah. And it says, Out of the stump of David's family will grow a shoot, yes, a new branch bearing fruit from the old root, and the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And basically she was saying, like, we cut the tree off and we take the dead part and we make it beautiful. But if Isaiah had chosen, he probably would have chosen that stump to represent Christmas because the stump is where like the roots are down deep and that's where new life is going to come. And so the little tiny um, shoot is going to come out of that stump. And, you know, she kind of talked about how we all have stumps in our life and there's parts of our life where we are stumped and we're just like, what are we going to do? Like, how is this going to work? Like, like I said, the bank account are just different aspects of our life. And so, like, for me, I have had a lot of loss. And I remember 2018, um, that Thanksgiving was the day that we found out that my mom had cancer. And I was pregnant at the time. And within the next, like, that holiday season was filled with doctor's visits, diagnoses, and then I started miscarrying. And it was just, like, one of the hardest seasons of my entire life like it was so difficult so Christmas can bring up really difficult painful memories for me and not to mention the fact that like my mom was a big part of our Christmas celebration and she's not there anymore Mm -hmm. and so Christmas is my favorite time of year but also a really hard time of year for me and so I'm having to learn how to reconcile that how to grieve and allow that part of my life to be there, and then also how to find the joy and the hope. And I think that this scripture is exactly what helps me do that, Mm -hmm. to know that those parts, like that the death is not the end, right? But that new life grows out of those dead parts that feel like maybe sometimes it feels like there's no hope. He didn't come in this perfectly wrapped picture, perfect scene. He came in a manger, and he came as a baby, and he came to bring hope. 
right? He came to bring hope to that dead stump that mm. seems like there is no hope for, you know? I think that there are a lot of different situations out there, and it's so hard to know what people are experiencing this holiday season. And even something like financial stress can bring so much hopelessness to the season, especially with social media. Whenever you're on social media and you see all the people with the amazing decorations and the beautiful house and the presents stacked to the ceiling and you're like, I can't even go to Dollar General and get my kid a toy. You know, there's like a lot of things that are hard. And so like, I think that keeping our focus on the fact that he didn't come to the perfect present filled place, he came to bring that hope. Mm -hmm. You know, the song, A Thrill of Hope, Mm -hmm. The Weary World Rejoices. He didn't come to a bunch of people who were celebrating, mm-hmm. right? And if you're in that season today, and maybe you're not celebrating, or you're not super excited about the season, how? Let's let's talk about that a minute. Like, if our listeners right now are in a place and it's hard for them to feel like celebrating, like what can we do? How can we find joy in the season? You know, when it feels really hard. I listened to a podcast today, and it may have been the Lisa Harper one. I don't remember, but. They said that um, they challenged the listeners to go back and read Luke and read the story of Jesus being born and read about his life. And the guy said, read about it or read it with fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. Like read it like it's the first time you've ever read it and just soak in the, I don't know what the word is. The It's just an amazing story and it's like the love story. You know what I mean? Just yeah. soak it in and just think about that. Something else we're going to start doing with our girls this year is there's 24 chapters in Luke. So every day up until Christmas, starting December 1st, like we're going to start one chapter at a time with our girls and just reading about the story of Jesus. And I just think focusing on that, on him and why we really do celebrate Christmas yeah, can bring hope. Yeah, And I think giving can be like really powerful. Yeah. And if we think about the fact that I have different things that I struggle with for the holiday season, but I know that almost every single person I encounter also has a difficult thing that they they encounter for the holiday season. And if I can get my eyes off of me and remember that I'm not the most important thing in the world and I'm not the only one struggling and think about the fact that there are others hurting and find some way to help them or to give back to them, like it's powerful. Mm-hmm. It changes your perspective completely. And it I feel like it brings you out of the victim mm-hmm. state and into like a victory. Like, okay, we've, you know, come and brought joy to someone else. And now all of a sudden I'm feeling joy because I've seen the joy on, on their, and you know, in their face or whatever. And it doesn't even have to be giving of like presents. You exactly. know, people might be like, well, I don't even have money to give to other people, you know, yeah. but giving your time, giving an encouraging word giving um cookies yeah like i you know the nursing home even some of those people don't have anyone and if you took bake one batch of cookies and go you know take Mm -hmm. your kids and give them to people in the nursing home or whatever tell them about your challenge sarah don't take your kids and give them to the people in the nursing home take the cookies thank you for clarifying that that. (laughs) hey tell them Um, about your christmas tree challenge um, the Christmas tree challenge. So when did we start that? I think that um, was like 2021. Yeah. yeah, 2021. Um, we were doing it for post. And I don't even know where I saw it, but 
we had a, I had originally seen a Christmas tree challenge and we had took it and we had personalized it and we gave it to our post members but it was like we would go every night and you would sit at your Christmas tree and like for me I had to put all the kids to bed I mean even the husband and so you put him to bed and I went alone and I prayed and I can't even I can't even tell you how many times the Lord met me there like all the things that he showed me there because it was the time that I set aside to just go and seek him and I just literally went and sit and was still and would pray and would just look at my Christmas tree and he like he answered so many things you know like we prayed for so much at that time and like he came through it and it was literally like I kept a journal of it even and so I challenge you guys to do that to set time aside every it don't have to be every night I mean it likely that or that would be that would be awesome if you could do every night but if you can't you can't and um just take five minutes and just sit and see what he has for you because I guarantee you he has something for you like he's always speaking to us and so that's what it was it was just a time that I set aside and he spoke to me and you just looked at your pretty Christmas tree you know Madison talked earlier about having the girls did their ugly tree I have one too and so I set it the pretty one so set it the pretty one one. yeah it's a good advice right there Sarah (laughs) also talking about how it's just hard for people I think Lisa Harper was the one um, I think this can tie into everything. She was the one who talked about the shepherds and how they were misfits. And they that, those were the ones that Jesus chose to come and find, to meet him for the first time. And so thinking of Madison talking about um, reading the um, Luke and reading the Christmas story, read the character of God and read the character of Jesus. Because if you're feeling like, I remember being in a point in my life, I was just clean off drugs and I was having to go to the Christmas, and I actually dreaded it because I was the drug addict who just got clean and was trouble to everybody, and I had to go sit and dinner with everybody. Like, my dad's side of the family, they're doctors and they're attorneys and they're all these things, and I had to go sit with them, and I could just remember thinking, I don't belong here. Like, these people don't like me. I'm not wanted. But then when you read the character of Jesus, those are the people that he used the most. So to look at the character of him and think, I am wanted and I am seen and I am loved by him then you can walk into any Christmas party because that's what matters right and so to see his character and let that transform you I think that makes a huge difference and he could have chosen anyone to be there for Mm -hmm. his birth and he chose shepherds were at at the time were like the lowliest of people you know Um, he could have had the most famous influential people and he chose to come to shepherds and they were considered misfits and smelly and you know, um, but like that makes me think about the fact that we're we're talking about the trunk, or like the tree trunk, right? The stump versus the Christmas tree, and so we can't compare our stump to someone else's Christmas tree because the stump is where it might not be pretty, it might not be fun or exciting, but it's where the life comes from. Mm-hmm. It's the tender shoot. It's the thrill of hope. And the Christmas tree that's all beautiful and decked out might just be dead. Like, it, there might be nothing there be, behind the scenes. You know what I mean? So we can't compare, like, our feeling of being a misfit or our feeling of having a stump in front of us with someone else's Christmas tree. And, and it's easy to look like everyone else is fitting in and I'm the only misfit or I'm the only one who doesn't. But I think most people feel that way. If we're honest, we all kind of feel like a misfit. And to like the person who was like me years ago, if you're thinking you're not wanted, your family wants you there. Whether they express it or not, whether when you walk in, they ignore you the whole time, they would much rather you be there than out where I was before that, you know? And to bring encouragement, like 
if it's not even that specific situation, but to the mom who feels like she's behind because she doesn't have the Pinterest perfect mm-hmm. plan for maybe you don't have the elf on the shelf or mm-hmm. maybe you don't even have your Christmas decorations. I mean, it's not even December yet. So right. probably a lot of people don't have their <laughs> Christmas decorations. <laughs> By the time they listen to it, it'll be December. Right. Yet. You're right. Um, but you, maybe you don't have like the picture perfect anything and you're sitting there feeling like a failure. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he came for. Mm-hmm. He didn't come for us to be Pinterest perfect mm-hmm. people. He came to be a thrill of hope in a weary world. Mm-hmm. And so if you're feeling weary today and you're sitting there and you're like, I don't know how to do this season, no matter what that looks like for you, whether it's grief, whether it's financial difficulty, um, you know, like maybe you you just are praying to be a mom and you don't have that baby in your arms yet. Like mm-hmm. whatever it is, that weary heart is exactly why he came. And you talked about reading the Christmas story with fresh eyes Read the Christmas story and, and and don't just think about what that means for the world, but think about what that means for you right now. Not just in general either. Not just overall what it means for you, but right now in this season, in this moment, in the specific hardships that you have, what does Jesus coming as a baby and bringing hope mean for you today? Right? Because it means for all of us that he came to bring salvation, Right? Yeah. But it means more than just that. There's so much more to it. And if you are a mom that's sitting at home thinking you you don't have enough like that, he was born in a manger. Like, we, we take that for granted. I think we just see the pictures of the nativity scenes set up. But um, if you go to my dad's barn and look at where Jesus would have been, there is poop. There is straw. There is, it's messy. It's dirty. It's rough. Like I would never, I wouldn't take my newborn out there, let alone have a baby out there. So it just like, he just proves time and time again of why he came. And it was for us. And just to show that he doesn't care where you're at in life. He doesn't care what your Christmas tree looks like. If it's Pinterest perfect, he doesn't care about that. What he cares about is showing you how much he loves you. And to think like he could have come down. I've said this before, I think, but like he could have come down as Hulk smash if you wanted to but he came down as the um most vulnerable form we know as an infant he, all he's done is prove time and time again that you are wanted where in any stage of life you're in yeah. and he's, it's just beautiful really yeah yeah i want to challenge you guys to just take a minute today this week whatever to get by your christmas tree like sarah said and pray about how to do this season different mm. Like, even if you already incorporate Jesus into your Christmas season, is there something new that you can do? Is there a new way that you can bring the focus to him this season? Where it's not just the typical, I'm just going to read the story and be done with it, but that really gets to the heart of it and the meaning behind it and really, like, helps you do it with fresh eyes. Because I believe that the Holy Spirit will reveal to us the ways that we can do that, the ways that we can bring like fresh meaning to Christmas and what it means. And then whenever you do share it with someone, go and tell a friend, maybe someone who didn't even listen to this podcast, like, Hey, I'm doing this this season. And it's done this to my heart. It changed my heart in this way, because here's what I know. When Jesus shows up at our Christmas tree with us, our hearts change. Mm -hmm. Things don't, we don't leave the same. Like when we truly sit down and we encounter Jesus and we ask the Holy Spirit to come and show up in our hearts and reveal something to us and he does, 
we don't leave the same. We leave no. changed. So when you do and he comes and he changes something in your heart, how can you take that to other people? Because there are hurting people this mm-hmm. holiday season. Yeah. And it's easy to forget that. And it's easy to sit in our warm homes by our Christmas trees with all of our gifts and forget how many hurting people there are, right? Mm-hmm. And and how many people are hurting and we have no idea and we're close to them and they're our best friend even. And we didn't take the time to ask them how they're doing this holiday season. So how can you take that fresh set of eyes, that fresh heart change and bring hope to someone else that's hurting? Because this season, like the best gift I feel like that we can give anybody is a fresh breath of Jesus into their lives, mm-hmm. into their hearts, into their season, you know, to bring the focus back on to him because that's what we're supposed to be celebrating. Yeah. It's not about the presence or the tree. It's about the thrill of hope, the weary world rejoicing. And share it with us. They can yeah. share it with us. Share it on our Facebook or send us a message of, like, if you've spent time at the Christmas tree and if he showed you something. Like, we want to hear about it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you still have your thing? I do. We'll we have should to work post on it. a new Christmas tree challenge. Yeah. yeah. We can post out the Christmas tree challenge and yeah. do, like, a little... Do it together. Yeah. Be fun. Yeah. Share what God's doing in our hearts and in our lives. I just want everybody listening... I want this season to be different, mm. and I want you, because I think it's really easy. I know I struggle with seasonal depression. Like, the season, like after Christmas is over, I'm, like, done with winter. <laughs> I'm not a winter girl. I don't like winter, and I like Christmas, but once it's over, it really kicks in, it's January Christmas. and February can be, like, <laughs> January and February mm-hmm. can be hard, because mm. now you're broke. Yeah. <laughs> You've gained 10 pounds. It's colder. It's cold, and you're like, what am I even doing? And it gets dark at 5 o'clock still. Yeah. I hate that. But we can, I feel like, we can leave this Christmas season with hope and not feeling that way Mm -hmm. if we keep our focus on the right things. Because if our focus is on the decorations and the presents and everything, whenever all that's said and done, it'll never be enough. It's always going to be frivolous. Mm -hmm. It's always going to feel empty at the end. And it's temporary. And it's temporary. You're not going to take any of those presents with you when you go, are you? So how can we leave this season changed and different than we went into it? I like presents, though. Did you buy me something? We still haven't got your present from two years ago. Yeah. Okay, I shouldn't even have brought (laughs) presents off. I shouldn't even have brought presents off. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Speaking of presents, so I'm going to add this in here. Um, like, it is hard to buy presents for people. And I do remember my Aunt Diane, she's not with us anymore, so this would be our first Christmas without her. But she used to buy, she used to give it, she was my favorite gift. Like, we'd go to my granny's, and that was my, I couldn't wait to get to her gift. And it was always because it was full of, like, I'm not kidding, it could be pins, it could be candy, it could be, now as an adult, I know it was probably inexpensive things, but like it was so much fun to open her present. And it was just because it was so full of just fun, like glitter nail polish and stuff. And so I remember that. So don't put the pressure, go to Dollar General if that's all you can do and fill a bag up and they will love it. I trust or trust me because I loved it. It's one of my favorite gifts. Yeah. I do it to you guys. It's about the joy. You know, I don't, I didn't know your Aunt Diane, but every time you talk about her, she sounds so joyful. You know, like there was joy wrapped in that relationship. And so that's what people will remember. They won't remember exactly what they got, but they'll remember if their Christmas season was joyful with mom and dad or if it wasn't joyful with mom and dad. I remember I had a sister in law (laughs) who, like, her and my brother had just gotten married and they were like super broke, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And 
I remember being like a kid and I don't know, I was like maybe eight years old and she came and she had brought all of us, she went to Dollar Tree and so she spent a dollar on each of us, but she went and picked out an individual gift for each of us and it cost a dollar. But I still remember how thoughtful it was yeah. that, you know, she didn't have a lot to spend, but she went and wanted to like intentionally think about each of us. And so to me, the thought, I don't know what yeah. she got me. I don't remember what it was like a bro. I don't know. But I do remember feeling really special because she took time out of her yeah. day to go and think of me and get me something when she didn't even have any money to do it. Mm-hmm. So you still shop like Aunt Diane. That's what, that's what you get I all was, of our kids. Was, you warned me too. Yeah, I'm like, it's just a bunch of, no, I shouldn't say that. It's just a bunch of fun stuff in there. That's yeah. all it is. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to do this holiday season different, and we do want to hear about you and your holiday and maybe even like tell us what your traditions are tell us the things that you do that are fun that bring joy um that bring excitement to this season for you and your kids and your family and if there's a way that we can pray for you this holiday season we would love to do that like if you're struggling and you're hurting and you don't really know who to talk to reach out because we would love to know how we can pray for you um how we can keep you in our hearts and in our prayers this holiday season so yeah definitely Anyway, we love you all. We wish you a Merry Christmas, and we can't wait to see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.